Hey, Dave. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Uh, we're reaching the end of the year. Can you believe it? End of the year. 2020. What a year. What did you think of it? I have a quick survey for you. Oh, I, I'd be more than happy to fill out any survey that I have pertaining to 2020. But this is not just about 2020, right? Oh, well, I happen to have a survey right here <laughs> that you can fill out for 2020. And we we really appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. It's really kept us going through the year, uh, having you guys listen and comment on uh, everything that's going on. And uh, we want to keep talking to you. We want to hear more. Right. I think that uh, one of the things that we will make an extra effort for in 2021, I feel, is the like customer participation. I want to be able to interact with the listeners who are listening and uh, be available for any questions or comments and stuff like that. Yeah, trash talking. You know, if you think that Ruby is fine and uh, that I should get over Python, then you can let us know as well. Yeah, and then we should we need to be more responsive uh, for those hot takes too. Whenever we fish them out. <laughs> but yeah, Dave, you mentioned you you have a survey right for about the rabbit hole. Yeah, let me get you the link. It is bit.ly. That's bit.ly forward slash rabbit whole survey kebab case if you know what it means then you should take the survey <laughs> uh but if you don't know what it means you should also take the survey kebab case means it's a it's a dash so rabbit dash hole dash survey there you go upon completing the uh the survey i uh, will probably have your email associated to the survey that way we're giving out a prize a random selection to an individual oh, a fabulous prize it's a fabulous prize. Yes. Uh, we are planning to give out a fabulous prize. And the prize is going to be a, a cool gift. It's going to be a Raspberry Pi kit. Oh, man. I am kind of jealous. I feel like I should get this on my Christmas list as well. I know you have one yourself. Yeah, no, I, I, I do. But I'm definitely going to fill out the survey like five times. So don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> well, you should fill out the survey for Wait, sure. Oh. And with your email, we'll ensure that we'll contact you if you are the selected winner. Um, we would probably need your address to send this over. Note that you may need to live in the United States for us to send it to you. That's probably some logistics that we have to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> there's some legal stuff, maybe. Maybe there's fine print about us not entering, but maybe I'll fill out the server anyway. Mike said he's going to fill it out five times. So, you know, I got to get in there too. Hit us up on the uh, survey. That is uh, bit.ly slash rabbit dash hole dash survey awesome on to the show hello and welcome to the rabbit hole the definitive developers podcast live from the boogie down bronx i'm your host michael nunez our co-host today dave anderson and our producer william jeffries and today we got a question is it the 10x developer or the 1x developer that's the best developer whose is it i don't know i mean i feel like at best you know I'm a 0.5x developer. <laughs> like, or I'm feeling like that lately. <laughs> oh man, no, no, don't say that, bro. I mean, you know, it's when it. What is that seasonal something depression? That's a thing. You gotta seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just yeah, I that. need. I don't, need like don't a, do that. I need a grow light or something, right? Like, so I can get the UV it's rays. Okay, Dave. Most of our podcast listeners listen on 2x speed, so you're a <laughs> 1x developer. <laughs> Yes. I, I appreciate that math. Yeah. 
that works out. But if oh. I was a 10x developer, I'd be a 20x developer. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, it's so much terrible. I don't want to listen to 20x developer. Oh my god! They'd have to slow it down to 0.1 speed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh man! So well, let's define what is a 10x developer. If someone wants to shed light on what that means, I just googled it really quick. I'd be more than happy to read this definition from a dev that two article. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think the 10x is a legend. You know, it's someone out there that I mean, has the strength of 10 men <laughs> or women. Maybe 10. I think it's an easy misconception for like non-engineers to have because, you know, you'll you have these experiences where, you know, you ask one developer to do a thing. And it takes a week and you ask a different developer to do the same thing and it takes an hour and you think, oh, the second developer is clearly just better. But there are so many other possible reasons why the one engineer could have been able to do it a lot faster. Right. I mean, like context, right? That person may have too much context and didn't share that information with the team is one that comes to mind for me. Yeah, absolutely. You have like the one knowledge silo who everybody thinks is a 10x developer, but it's actually the reason why all of the other team members are so slow because they're hoarding knowledge. It could be that the task was done a second time reusing most of the code from the task when you did it the first time. (laughs) So the first time it was very difficult and the second time it was a copy paste job. I remember talking to an engineer that was a colleague of mine and they had a superpower and that superpower was like estimation arbitrage. So when the team did estimates, like point estimates on tickets, they were very good at knowing when the team had overestimated those stories and they wouldn't fight that higher estimation, but instead they would take that story for themselves and like be 10 times more productive than everyone else. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's a clever trick. (laughs) I think also sometimes, you know, if you have done one particular thing on another project, then sometimes you are the right person to pick up that story or at least the right person to pair and share your knowledge when you pick up that story. Right. And... You know, people can get the impression that like, oh, this person is 10x better than everybody else on the team because they just happen to have done a lot with the push notification API. And so they didn't have to spend any time reading the docs. But it's not that they're a 10x developer. It's just that they had already read the docs. And if you had given them a different story with some other API that they were less familiar with, then... Maybe some other person on the team would have appeared to be the 10x developer. Yeah. But this person takes all the shine and is deemed the 10x developer. But like, I think over the long haul, like the argument is that like, if you had all that knowledge to start with and that that story was easier for you to do, if that software is going to be living on, then it's in the benefit of the team to incrementally increase everyone's knowledge and everyone's productivity 
and lift them up so that the next time another story comes up or if two stories comes up, then you're removing bottlenecks. Like you don't have a dependency on that one person for their bus factor or lotto factor or whatever if they get hit by a bus or win the lotto. Mm -hmm. I also think, you know, like if you hire a junior developer to build your entire application, it's going to take that junior developer who has no help and guidance a very long time to figure out all of the things that need to be done from setting up the infrastructure to the deploy pipeline to, you know, continuous integration if they're even bothering, if they even know they need to do that. Whereas if you were to hire somebody with 10 years of experience, obviously it's going to be a lot, a lot faster. But this doesn't mean that one person is a 10x developer and the other is a 1x developer. This means that just in one scenario, you have bad staffing and you have not hired properly for this project. You need, you know, a blend of more experienced and less experienced people. Yeah, there's a pretty great website out there. I don't remember if we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's just called 10x.engineer. Like there's a vanity top-level domain .engineer. So people are making good use out of that. But if you go to this website, the title of the page is 404 not found and the body of the page is 404 not found, but it does say after that 10x engineers aren't real. Ooh, not Sh- found. Shots, Shots fired. fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I do have a question. Have anyone ever worked with anyone who you would deem a 10x engineer? What was that like? I mean, when I was a junior and I worked with seniors, I was like, wow, they are 10x they're 10 better than me. Right. No, no. But like, <laughs> I mean, like, have you worked with someone like with that, like with the ego of like, oh, I'm going to take all the hard stories and I'm going to run with it because I'm faster than everyone. Like, has, <laughs> like, I know for me personally, like, especially when I was a junior, there were people, you know, there were people who were far superior than me pairing with them as juniors. And I was aware of that and they were willing to help share that knowledge with me. And even though that person could be 10 times better than me, they were doing things that like aren't deemed 10x engineers, if you will, where they were taking the time to teach and they were taking the time to like, you know, show me the ropes as a junior engineer growing up versus someone who like runs with, you know, cowboy codes their way through the entire code base or what's another one i've seen oh bobby's merging his own pull request that's a classic move right mm-hmm. there oh. bro. <laughs> well uh, that is definitely a way to get at least 2x faster <laughs> you know <laughs> like because you don't have to do any feedback review like rework yeah. or whatever that's brilliant i feel like i've lost so many x's in my life due to <laughs> PR feedback that I acknowledged. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've paired with one developer like that in my career where I, I thought I was like pretty good at that point. But then, you know, they had the split keyboard and like a Dvorak layout and like used Emacs with all the key bindings and oh, just man. like coded at the speed of thought. Yeah. But I, I think there were like more subtle things that made them faster, which I learned from. Although I didn't, don't know Dvorak layout for the keyboard, and I don't go to the speed of thought in Emacs. But like, just the they had like these like subtle tricks where it's like okay, like maintaining focus, not being distracted by the context, 
of all the things around something like just being like laser focused there was like okay like i don't need to understand the whole i just need to understand enough to do the story and then like kind of carving off like setting that that as like a barrier where it's like okay i will understand enough to get it done and not like flail yeah and that person's got to go fast <laughs> and they totally can with all that setup with the Dvorak. I mean, I've heard that. I think the Dvorak keys like facilitates an individual to type faster than QWERTY once you get the hang of it. I don't know how true that is, but I do know people who write in Dvorak are snappy, snappy typers, and they can they can buzz through really, really quick, make a lot of noise with their mechanical keyboards. Yeah, I mean, Jacob O'Donnell, everybody. Oh yeah, <laughs> what a man. <laughs> I do want to call out something the website earlier that Dave had mentioned, which is the 10x dot engineer. There's another one just as similar to that one, but it's the number one X dot engineer. And it actually goes through a list of what a one X engineer does. And it just seems like the one X engineer is just like empathetic about the work that the person does. They may not know everything and are willing to Google the solutions for certain things. I almost want to take a second to read through some of this list and talk about which ones are like some of my favorite. I don't know if y'all want to join me on that really quick. Yeah, I, th- I think we talked about some of them already, but it is a really great list and it is collaborative. So if you think there's like some hidden trick that you have for being productive in a team of engineers i think you can contribute to that as well yeah they have the you can open the repo and send a pull request to update that list i feel like that would be the behavior of a one x engineer if they had some kind of tip that helped them be a better teammate then they would do a pull request on the one x engineer repo and right <laughs> Hold on. i'm pretty sure if there are any issues that's because they're 10x engineers <laughs> yeah but like there's like a kind of like some of the things we already mentioned i'll just call them out from this list like creating community and sharing knowledge says i've never heard of that in lieu of nodding and pretending <laughs> <laughs> writes codes that others can read that's a dream what a buddy what a person to have in your life <laughs> sometimes takes short breaks to clear their head Oh, man, I, you know, I used to miss those coffee breaks. It's just like, you know what? I'm stepping out to the coffee shop, boys. Be right back. <laughs> oh, man, that's yeah. good. Yeah, like spending time on things outside of engineering. That's always good. Having a hobby. Yeah. Hanging <laughs> out with friends good. and family. I think it's especially important to be a 1X engineer now. Like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think it's just like the concept of like a 10x engineer is like so ingrained into what I would think maybe like just like capitalism. You have to be the best you can, which includes like staying up, working 18 hour shifts and being rude to everyone so that you can look like the best engineer in your organization. And it really goes over a lot of people's heads when it's more important to be a team player versus the solo cowboy coder. Emerging on pull requests, not giving a damn, just doing what I want to do, baby, and just running with it. Right. And like having empathy for your team members and like trying to give them feedback and lifting them up and like seeing 
how they're doing as people, like building the bonds with them as people so you can have trust and have engaged and energetic discussions and build awesome things together. I think that this whole notion of 1x versus 10x engineers, it's all rooted in this notion that you can use math to calculate how many engineers you need to get a thing done in a certain amount of time, Mm. which is just not true. I mean, it gets back to the old adage, nine women can't make a baby in one month. Some things don't (laughs) go faster when you throw more bodies at the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one right there. I do have a question I want to throw in on his head, though. Is it like, does an organization, like, why would an organization want to hire a 10x engineer, right? Like, if, you know, I'm a business person, I have this application with these sets of features, and I know that Bobby is just dishing them out, like, getting the work done as fast as possible, wouldn't it incentivize me to, like, encourage that behavior so that those features do roll out like i'm curious like 10x developers exist and there's a market for them and i'm curious like the benefit of the 10x developer and where does that come in and why is that reinforced so i mean i think if you are a business person you think that 10x engineers exist and you maybe you've had good and bad hiring experiences in the past and after hiring one person who was not able to get a thing done and hiring somebody else who was able to get it done very quickly, you sort of bought into this myth of the 10X engineer. I think you're motivated to try and find that same experience again, because like one, it was just a much better experience for you to work with the engineer who was able to get the problem done and get it done relatively quickly and easily. But I think also, you know, it's just your bottom line. You have a limited budget. You're trying to get as much bang for your buck as you can. And if it's really true that you can get 10x more value as long as you hire the right person, then like who wouldn't be looking for that holy grail? Right. Right. Especially you're trying to like race other people to the finish line of, I don't know, whatever you're doing, like sending someone to the moon or... Well, actually, I don't know if I'd want a text engineer sending someone to the moon. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, hold on to your butts. <laughs> but I don't know, like getting something to market or like just proving something like you just you have like a limited runway or something. You're just like racing against time and reason to get money or mm-hmm. what have you. Maybe there's some allure to that. But balancing that against like sustainability and, you know, the sustained power of like a strong team of engineers, I think, you know, I'd I'd take the 1x engineer any day. Right. I think so, too. And I think, yeah, I, I would take a 1x engineer with someone who's empathetic and a team player that I can work with regardless of the skills or accolades that a person may have. Like, I need to enjoy working with this person all around. It might be really difficult if I have someone who is obnoxious or egotistical in that regard. I mean, yeah, I would say if you haven't done so yet, definitely check out the, you know, 1x.engineer. That website is pretty dope. And try to implement those values because I think they're really solid 
and what they bring to the table and what you can bring to the table in the workplace. Well, you have any thoughts? You gonna be good? No, I think we're good. You coming up on time? Yo, just like that, boys. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now, however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire William Jeffries and my amazing co-host Dave Anderson. And me, your host, Michael Nunez. Thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.